This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. This is Greg Olson, here to tell you about my new podcast, TE1. On the show, I had a chance to talk to my fellow tight ends who have revolutionized the position from an extra lineman to a dual-threat superstar. And just like my guests have changed the game... This year, NFLSundayTicket.tv is revolutionizing your NFL viewing experience. Stream all the live out-of-market NFL games every Sunday on your favorite devices and never miss a moment from your favorite players. Visit NFLSundayTicket.tv and use the promo code GREG88 at checkout and get 15% off your subscription. That's NFLSundayTicket.tv and the promo code GREG88. Subscribe to TE1 and get NFLSundayTicket.tv. An unmatched dual threat. Prospects 101, and welcome to Recruiting Roundup, our weekly show that drops every Friday, bringing you all the news and analysis from the past week of recruiting. As always, Prospects 101 and Recruiting Roundup is brought to you by our great partners and big supporters of the show, Blue Wire Pods and TheraOne CBD. Remember, you can interact with Prospects 101 on all social media accounts at Prospects101Pod. I'm Kenny Keller, and I'm joined by Brandon Pastel. I feel like right when you think the recruiting news is going to die down in this country, you start hearing about 2022, 2023 recruits aren't like big time recruits coming. And then you got the Sooner Summit. Like right when we thought the show was going to be kind of lame, it just exploded to be one of the, the coolest shows we're probably going to do, man. And you know what? I know this is a recruiting show, but I'd be remiss since this drops on Fridays if I don't give a huge shout out to Austin P and Central Arkansas, the number 10 versus the number 11 FCS team playing each other this weekend. I'm so pumped for that game. Can you can you believe that? Like, FCS football is still a go. Like, I thought – I honestly thought maybe um, the AAC and then three Power Five conferences was going to be the max, what we saw. And a little – did we guess, man, FCS football. Good good FCS programs are going to be kicking off the college football season this Saturday, and I cannot wait to watch that. I can't believe I'm saying that. I can't wait to watch Austin P for Central Arkansas. Dude, and Central Arkansas has like six games, six or seven games this year. They have, yeah, they have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine games on their schedule this year. It's amazing, man. They have a full schedule, and obviously it was eight until the recent and the news that we're going to talk about here shortly about them playing North Dakota State. (laughs) Mind blowing, man. We're going to see Trey Lance this year. I love it. It's crazy, but I, I'm I'm extremely excited. I mean, you know, at least at least with it being FCS, at least it's a ten a top you know fifteen matchup. It's a ten versus an eleven, so hopefully there's going to be some intrigue 
And you know what's weird? It's a neutral site game. It's played in Montgomery, Alabama. Oh, the opening game is? Yeah, I thought for sure it was going to be played in, like, in like uh, at one of their home stadiums, but it's actually being played in Montgomery, Alabama. Because I was worried because it looks like Hurricane Laura is going to be hitting parts of, of Arkansas. And I was like, figures, we're actually, actually going to get football, and then a Category 4 hurricane is going to hit Arkansas for the first <laughs> time ever and, and probably delay the game. But I, then when I looked it up, I noticed they were playing in Arkansas. I couldn't believe it. It's funny, too, because, like, any other year we'd be like, oh, my gosh, this is crazy news. Can you believe a hurricane is going to hit Arkansas Category 4, which was just a Category 1 12 hours ago? But, like, <laughs> yeah. in 2020, we're like, that's expected. <laughs> this is about status quo right now. <laughs> two, two other things caught my eye today in, 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 in regards to games and stuff. One, Guardian Credit, Guardian Credit Union is the sponsor of the Austin P Central Arkansas game. Probably the best sponsor activation in history because they probably paid nothing for that game. Like like six months ago, eight months ago, they're probably like, yeah, we'll sponsor yeah. the game for nothing. And now it's going to be probably like the most watched FCS game <laughs> ever. I wonder so, who's going to be hosting this show. Like, who's going to be uh, calling that game? It's uh, actually hold on, I saw it. Um, it I mean, is. Tell me, oh, I love you say like. Huh? No, you know, I thought it was going to be like somebody big, but it's Matt Barry, Mike Golick Jr., and Lauren Sizzler. Those are the three. I'll tell you this. Mike Gullick Jr. has really exploded onto the scene, I would argue, this past year and a half. And I kind of like what he puts down, man. Like the, the, the energy he brings to the mm-hmm. to his own show on ESPN and calling games. I, I, can watch, I can watch a game with him calling it. Yeah. No, I, I'm, I mean, it's definitely, you know, ESPN released a graphic today of like the next like six or seven games that are going to be on there from now till September 7th, basically from this weekend to September 7th. I mean, they got the big guys going out. You know, Andre Ware is going to be calling a game. Tom Luganville from the XFL. Danny Orlowski is going to call the Arkansas State-Memphis game. BYU Navy is going to be Reese Davis and Kirk Herbstreet. So, I mean, they've got their, they've got their big dogs coming out to, to get these games. And you know what else I thought was funny today? I had to mention it. I'd be remiss. And I don't know if I should be excited or worried as a Wake Forest fan. They added a game to their schedule today. They added an out-of-conference game schedule. Wake Forest did? Yeah, they added Campbell to the 2020 schedule. They're going to play 11 games now. That's awesome. Yeah, which also, makes awesome me think, <laughs> which also makes me think that they're extremely worried that they're not going to be bowl eligible playing the conference-only schedule. So they just, they just scheduled lowly FCS Campbell University. Uh, well, you know, good for Campbell. I mean, teams like that I kind of feel for. Because I know JMU, when they lost uh, their season, they were still able to go find, be an independent, go find teams, and nobody wanted to play JMU. FCS, FBS, G5. Yeah. For one reason or another, I'm not saying it's because of JMU, but it's just it's hard to get teams last second to jump onto your schedule. So good, good for Campbell, I guess. Yeah, they probably. I'm sure Campbell probably is looking for any revenue at this point, so they probably took, I'm sure, some kind of discounted fee to go play an FBS team. You know, they probably would be able to get like 500 to 750k to go play Wake, and they're probably getting like 150. I'd, I'd venture to guess. I have no source on that, but I would imagine that was probably the agreement they worked out. Yeah, for sure. Where JMU is probably going to cost a premium, regardless of a pandemic or not. <laughs> All right, let's kick it off, man. What we got? Yeah, speaking of news, speaking of recruiting, uh, you kind of mentioned it. We want to uh, we'll start with the Sooner Summit, and this is where basically Caleb Williams and his family organized a summit of eleven of the top committed and non-committed prospects to Norman this past week. Uh, Brandon, why don't you fill us in a little bit more on what what went on there? Yeah, I think it was just a crazy crazy intelligent move 
by Caleb Williams and his father. I don't know how much of a role Lincoln Riley had, but what pretty much happened was Caleb Williams organized a, a summit. It's called the Sooner Summit. Mm-hmm. They went down to Norman, Oklahoma, and it was, again, about 11 recruits, and probably five or six of them were committed, and the other ones were leaning one way or another. There was one player who was committed to Alabama, Kyrie Jackson, like the number one JUCO corner in the nation, uh, mind you, uh, that went as well. Now, he told Nick Saban he already previously committed to going to this, and he wanted to check it out. But, again, these are young young kids. You never know one event can sway them. But pretty much what happened is they went down there, and it was about a two, two-day event, and Caleb Williams took him out to, like, top golf, went around the – I think OKC, they threw the football. They wanted to go to, to the stadium. They did a Zoom call uh, with Lincoln Riley, just kind of say what's up. And then when they went out to dinner the second night was when they had they all Zoomed uh, or streamed live Kevin Gilliam, the, uh, I think he's at the top three player in Virginia, yeah. four-star athlete, top yep. 100 player overall, weak side defensive end, announced his uh, commitment to the University of Oklahoma. <laughs> um, so it was just one of those things that everyone there got to know each other. They got to see the love that OKC to Oklahoma can, like, bring and the atmosphere and a sense of community. Because now that they're already, like, getting to know these athletes outside of Twitter, outside of the texting, like, they actually just got to go throw the football. Yeah. Yeah, they got to, they got to, they got to experience some camaraderie, see if they, if, you know, if they like each other or not. And then if they could, if they could, you know, coexist together. That's awesome, man. I think it's yeah. genius. And, and I, I'm sure I'm. I, I gotta imagine there's gonna be some sort of NCAA ruling like coming down in the next year or so that's gonna outlaw events like this or make it harder to do events like this because that's how the NCAA is. Yeah. Um. You know, I wonder if this is. I wonder if this was Lincoln Riley just realizing like, hey, I can, I can exploit this and use this loophole or this this thing I found. Uh, around recruiting and almost like group recruits. Yeah. Gee, I love well, it. It's awesome. And it's also genius on the part of Caleb Williams if it was his idea because, one, if you're a top quarterback or top five quarterback, say, or a top five recruit in the nation, you have that power if you commit early to really, you know, get other people to come join your mm-hmm. Like, hey, we've got the quarterback in place. If you three linemen want to come play for me, you know they've got the five-star QB. Like, I mean, you you, you can kind of build it together. But the problem with big-time athletes committing so late is you can never use that player to help recruit for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we, we had big-time players, Kamar Wheaton, the five-star running back, number two running back in the nation. After this week, Crystal Ball is now pointing towards Oklahoma. Tristan Lee, everyone thought, is going to LSU. Like, all Crystal Ball is pointing towards LSU. And you hear about the rave reviews he gave, Caleb Williams being the leader and a guy he could follow and his experience and how much his mom loved Oklahoma. Uh, I would not be shocked if Tristan Lee, Savion Bird, crystal ball, number 39 overall offensive lineman, now pointing towards Oklahoma, Bryce Foster, Jalik Farrat, all guys that are in the top 100 or top 130 after this past weekend all have crystal balls now pointing towards Oklahoma. And there's reports out there right now that there's a big-time player that wasn't even at the summit and supposedly no one thought Oklahoma was on their radar is now supposedly going to be making their announcement sometime in the next week or two that he's committing to Oklahoma. So it's just, it's unbelievable to see if this all does pan out. That's a big if, <laughs> right? Assuming that all these players do commit or most of these players commit, can you imagine what other guys around the nation are going to be doing? Like, I mean, I, other well, programs got to do the same thing. A, this is going to catch on like wildfire, but B, you're going to have, just like they did with the, uh, what do you call it, the camps, the satellite camps 
that they did that that were now outlawed. You know, that's that's you're going to see a lot of coaches complaining and lobbying for the NCAA to step in and do something about this. Just exactly like all the SEC coaches did at the satellite camps when guys like Penn State and Michigan, Ohio State were were heading below the Mason Dixon line to attend these satellite camps and 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 recruit these players. So it's going to be a uh, it's going to be interesting to see. I love it. I think it's one of the coolest things I've ever seen. It's so cool. And it's one of those things, too, man. Like, when will this train slow down for Oklahoma? Like, Lincoln Riley's been there for, what, three years now? Made it to the playoffs three straight years. Um, mm-hmm. He's gotten probably the top quarterback or the top transfer quarterback in the nation, it seems like, every single year. And now all you're doing is getting another top recruit, just recruiting for you. He's part of the recruiting staff at this point, making more commitments go there. Yeah. I, so it, I don't know where this train slows down. Well, if you're an offensive player, I mean, you have to go to Oklahoma. I mean, if you're an offensive player, man, and you're especially if you're a quarterback, like, why would you not go to Oklahoma? I mean, look at Lincoln Riley's track record. Yeah, he's, he's had two guys. He's had three quarterbacks get drafted, two number one overall, and the other one was in the second round, which no one thought would even be a day two pick. Right, like Jalen Hurst, people were talking about him being a running back. He mm-hmm. made him a Heisman hopeful in a day two – sorry, a second-round pick. Like, I think that was his biggest, you know, revolutionary guy that he made relevant was Jalen Hurst. So, mm-hmm. I think I – mean, if you're, like you said, if you're a quarterback right now in today's age and you want to make it to the next level, like, I mean, and, so, and Oklahoma offers you, you're, you're dumb not to accept that. Yeah. Yeah, unless there's going to be significant hindrance to playing time there. Yeah, you're, you're that'd be it. I mean, Mordecai, the guy that I think is there right now. Remember, he was like a top two or top three quarterback, and he's he might never sniff the field. Well, and here's what's interesting is everybody and their brother says Spencer Rattler's probably the best quarterback Lincoln Riley's ever had on campus. So, and he's a true he's a redshirt uh, freshman. Yeah. So. Caleb Williams comes in next year as a true – which, by the way, he's still going to be a redshirt freshman technically next year. Correct. He doesn't lose eligibility even if he plays the whole season. But but in theory, if he does play two years, that means Caleb Williams will only sit one year. And uh, it would be one of those things. Caleb Williams will just – he'll just sit one year before he takes the race. Yeah, it's just yeah. interesting. It's, just, yeah. it's, it's cool to see. It's, it's a good problem to have if you're Lincoln Riley, that's for sure. Now, speaking of quarterbacks – you kind of hinted at this earlier when we were talking about Central Arkansas. Showcase in the Fargo Dome, basically the Trey Lance Bowl, is what this is uh, for the most part. Uh, obviously, there's other prospects going to be showcased in this game between both teams, but let's be serious for two minutes. This is really the Trey Lance Bowl. This is for him to go out and show out and show scouts what he can do for one game this season. Yeah, and I, I, I'm curious if this – has the potential to hurt his stock. I don't think it does. I think he's pretty entrenched as that number three quarterback. Yeah. Only the – I mean, if he goes out there, which, by the way, uh, Central Arkansas is the, a top 11 team in the nation. They're not no joke. They're a very good player. They have, they have just as many NFL talent, talent players over there as NDSU. Maybe not to the quality of them, but there's multiple guys on that team too. Mm-hmm. So this should be a good game, and you should be able to gauge Trey Lance's ability. If he rushes for 100-some yards, throw for 300, has three TDs and no picks, all I'm thinking is, man, he's done this now every single game he's been in that uniform. Yeah. And, uh, it, it does make you think with Justin Fields there. I mean, he's a very good quarterback too, but it's just like, man, like you, you start making that argument saying, is Trey Lance an actual, the second best quarterback in the land and in college? 
don't forget North Dakota State, which, by the way, this game is at 2.30 uh, Saturday, October 3rd in the Fargo Dune. Yeah, um, uh, yeah another big-time player, Dylan uh, Redunds. He's the offensive tackle, um, two-time All-American there. Mm-hmm. He's probably going to be a second, latest, third-round third uh, player for them. Mm-hmm. A lot of people love him. A lot of people think he's a top-five tackle, actually, next year's draft. For Central Arkansas, I know if you've watched the show, you've heard me talking about it before, but Robert Rochelle is like my man crush for a cornerback <laughs> on the uh, on the SCS level. I think he's right now a, a fifth-round, sixth-round pick. But, again, if, if you play nine games and he shows that he can do it one more year, his stock can only go up. I mean, he had 18 pass deflections last year with five interceptions. Uh, and then one other guy to keep an eye out for this game, if you just want prospects to watch, Toby Sanderson. He's one of those guys. He's just a nasty player. He's played center at Central Arkansas. Um, he's probably undrafted great right now, but I think with a good year, he could be draft eligible as well. But the, so the biggest point, kind of just highlight on prospects, but the biggest thing with this that caught my eyes, now I don't think these players are going to transfer. Trey Lance won't transfer. Um, no. That office tackle, these guys at Central Arkansas, because they have this one game, it's almost a genius move by North Dakota State to keep these guys in their program. And now we're talking about North Dakota State that much more. If North Dakota State loses Trey Lance, we're probably done talking about North Dakota State until next year. Yeah. So like, yeah. It's just a genius move by just playing one game, and now they, they remain relevant. Well, and they probably saw that there were FCS teams that were still freelancing and playing games where they could. So even though there was no playoffs or anything or no carrot at the end of the, at the, end of the line, essentially, at the end of the finish line, but they probably saw that and said, well, look at all this talent that is exiting – FCS trying to transfer the FBS level. Let's 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 put a carrot out there for our guys. Let's they, they get to stay home, they get to stay in the program where they're comfortable. They don't have to learn a new offense or a new you know new verbiage uh, on offense or defense. They don't have to learn anything new. This is everything that they've been playing in the last you know one two three four years, depending on how long they've been there. So it, it's smart. It, it's really smart. And you hit the nail right on the head. By the way, for our listeners, Brandon talked about Robert Rochelle, who's a big-time cornerback uh, for Central Arkansas. If you go back a couple months, we actually talk about two prospects that are going to be playing this Saturday, Robert Rochelle and Cordell Jackson. Yep. And that is in our top cornerback prospects for the 2021 draft show. So make sure you go take a listen to that. I love but, it. Good fine. Good fine. I forgot we did talk about him too. Yeah, yeah, we talked about both of them. So we were ahead of the curve, and now we get to now we get to sit back. I was texting somebody today. I was like, dude, I was like, I was like, I actually know two of these guys in this game. This is gonna be fun. Um, but I, I mean, yeah, Trey Lance has. I, I don't think he really has much to lose. Like, I don't think him going out and laying an egg per se, which I don't think is gonna happen. But if he lays an egg against Central Arkansas. I don't think it's really going to hurt his draft stock because you'll just chalk it up to, well, it was his first game in, what, you know, 13 months, 14 months. Correct. You know, so nobody's really going to chalk it up to, you know, they'll chalk it up to rust or they'll chalk it up to, you know, just not being seen live football for a while. And if he goes out and balls out, then they'll say, hey, this is the guy we thought he was. I don't know if one game is enough to, to jump fields. I don't you think the conversation is. starts. I think it does. I think the. I think the. I think, and I don't know if it's a fair, unfair comparison. I think the, really the biggest comparison Trey Lance gets is he's the FCS Justin Fields. I agree with that. Like, I mean, so, they're very, very similar players. Yeah. And you and now from a coaching standpoint, the NFL level, of course, I would want the quarterback that has done it against big time defenses week in, week out. Yeah. I would, it would just make me feel better about myself compared to Trey Lance, where it's like, okay, I mean, the best team he won against was well, I guess they played Iowa. 
can be dumb, Dante. But yeah. probably JMU, right? Um, and then hope. I mean, he was going to show what he was going to do for his Oregon this year. That kind of sucks. He didn't. But it's not. It's not a known commodity as far as like what they played in week in week out. So yeah, it probably just brings ease to the coach's mind to pick Justin Fields. But they are both very similar talents. Um, both dynamic on the with the running ability and with the passing ability. They don't turn the ball over. It's just really. I mean, you're going to have to really do some good scouting. Well, here's the here's the interesting thing. Speaking of Justin Fields, and who knows if he would participate in a quote unquote spring season. But the latest rumor out of the Big Ten rumor mill is support for Prospects 101 is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. They obsess over their technology developments to provide you the best tools for your grooming experience. Speaking of grooming experiences, I know I can't be the only person who's ever had a bad grooming experience below the waist. Let me give you kind of an example of one of mine. I I had purchased a pretty high priced trimming tool that was supposed to be waterproof and, you know, it wasn't supposed to nick you up, anything like that. And, you know, this was kind of like my first real adult purchase with, you know, some actual real money. Like I was like, hey, I'm going to treat myself because I'm tired of using these dollar store trimmers. And so I got a really, really, really expensive high-end brand. And the first time I used it in the shower, because let's face it, you want to have a clean experience when you do this. I don't want to be sweeping up a bunch of hair or trimmings or anything like that. The first time I hop in the shower and I start, it works for about two or three minutes. Just enough for me to kind of start on one side, and then it absolutely fries. Quits working due to the water which it said it wasn't going to be an issue because you could do this in the shower. So I have a date. I'm going out with my girlfriend in like 30 minutes, 40 minutes, something like that. I don't have time to go run to a CVS or a grocery store or a Target or anything like that. I got to go as is, halfway done with the job. That is the most frustrating thing ever. Because now I've got to sit there and think about how am I going to explain this if this comes up? Uh, It's so terrible. But that's why Manscaped has redesigned the electric trimmer. The Manscaped engineering team spent 18 months perfecting the greatest ball hair trimmer ever created. And they just released the new and improved Lawnmower 3.0. Their third generation trimmer features a cutting-edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to advanced skin-safe technology pioneered by Manscaped. When I tell you this is premium, I mean premium. The battery will last up to 90 minutes so you can take a longer shave because this is one area you definitely don't want to be rushed in, I promise you. And I promise you I've had no issues since I started using it with dulling battery life or anything like that. It's been amazing. The waterproof technology allows you to groom in the shower, and it actually works. No more only getting a quarter or half the job done and the the product fries in the shower. Not like what happened to me using someone else's inferior product. One of the coolest features is the LED light, which illuminates grooming areas for a closer and more precise trimming. I want to see as much as I can when I'm down there, trust me. They've also upgraded to a 7,000 RPM motor with quiet stroke technology. And let's not forget about the charging stand. 
Show your mower off loud and proud because this intelligently designed stand is a convenient charging dock powered by USB. If you are listening to me speak right now, I want you to experience it firsthand for yourself. Trim that junk of yours. Get 20% off plus free shipping with the code PROSPECTS101 at manscaped.com. Your balls will thank you. Again, get 20% off and free shipping with the code PROSPECTS101 at manscaped.com. They're going to start their season two days after the college football championship, and they're going to play at neutral sites. So they won't be playing on campus. And then at the Big Ten championship game will be held at the Rose Bowl in Pasadena. Why? Why the Rose Bowl? I because I mean it's just it's it's just like you know the Big Ten and the Pac-12. That's their that's their de facto championship if they're not in the playoffs or the national championship is the, yeah, is the it, Rose Bowl. Yeah, I would like to see that if they play the Pac-12 championship in the Rose or in the Rose Bowl. Well, I think the Big Ten championship. Then I think it's just I think it's just a I think it's just a way to sell you know merch and tickets and they can probably do a Rose Bowl parade and all that I mean they could probably do everything they would normally do for a Rose Bowl I'd imagine um, and who knows there might be talks behind the scenes of playing the Pac-12 champion in the Rose Bowl if they both do the same I guess thing but I haven't really heard anything in fact the Pac-12 network and the Pac-12 just furloughed a bunch of people so I don't know <laughs> I don't know how good I don't know how good that is but. Yeah, that's the rumor. So who knows? We might actually see Justin Fields play in a bunch of stuff if they do play in the spring, even though I would consider that the winter since it'd be like January like 9th or something. Um, but that's the big news. And obviously the showcase in the Fargo Dome, like Brandon said, October 3rd, 2.30 p.m. versus Central Arkansas. Tune in. It's going to be a great game between two top 15 programs with a lot of talent looking on both sides looking to showcase themselves for the NFL draft this season. So it, here's here's the third bit of things I want to get into on top news is are teams playing football this year going to have an advantage in the recruiting trails? Brandon, what is your thoughts on that? My initial gut reaction is yes. Um, I think just hearing people uh, talk to recruits right now, college coaches, uh, their main recruiters, they're Zooming these athletes right now and showing them how they're practicing on different campuses. You can't really do that right now if you're not playing college football. And I can only imagine during the game, you're going to have guys zooming you in from, like, the sideline to really get you that feel if you actually can't be there. Where the teams outside of Ohio State, they're probably immune to this rule. But the other smaller Big Ten and Pac-12 teams, I I think they lose a little bit of an edge. Um, I just don't see how you can't. I mean, if I'm a a recruit and I get to see, like, my brothers go out there and – battle every Saturday, like, that's going to get me jacked up. If I see – if I go look at, uh, I don't know, Nebraska, and I see these guys, like, doing seven-on-seven drills or individual drills, I'd be like, cool. I mean, <laughs> how's the academics, I guess. Yeah. But overall, I, I think it has a slight advantage to guys that are playing. I don't know to the extent of how much. I think the player teams like Ohio State and maybe Washington uh, and USC might be immune to it, but I think the mid-level programs uh, will be affected. Yeah, I, I agree. I think there'll be some adverse effect for the teams that aren't playing. I don't think it's going to be huge. I think it'll 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 be a couple run on some recruits, but I think at the end of the day, it'll probably be just a one little year hiccup, and then it'll be back to normal. I don't think it'll have a 
a long-term lasting effect. I really don't. I think at the end of the day with scholarship limits and everything they do to, to try and create parity uh, in college football with recruiting, I think it'll just end up being back to normal outside of your obviously annual top five recruiting classes of Ohio State, Clemson, and Alabama and schools like that. But, yeah, I don't think it'll affect the big dogs. Like, I don't think it's going to affect uh, – too many of the big guys, like like you said, like Ohio State or Penn State or anybody like that. But yeah, it'll probably there'll probably be a couple guys, um, you know, maybe from Minnesota or Arizona State or programs like that that you know they'll they'll end up flipping, they'll end up getting, being successfully flipped for sure. Yeah. Speaking of flips, you want to get into our top transfers and decommitments this week? Yes. <laughs> so this one kind of. Double-edged sword for me, I guess. The first one is uh, Jared Gibble, a three-star tight end. He decommits from, I guess, now all of our uh, second-fair program, third-fair program, probably the University of Charlotte. Uh, he decommits and goes to the University of Virginia Tech. So great news for Virginia Tech. Pick up a good tight end. Charlotte, I think, loses their third-best recruit this past yeah. 2021 uh, yeah. season. So it sucks for Will Healy because that's our boy. Come on, Will. Get your house in order, man. Yeah. Let's go. Put the walls up around the program. But, uh, yeah, so the next guy, uh, Charles Wright, decommits from Iowa State, and he commits with Texas. Now, why do you think Texas took another quarterback? Well, that's probably because they just lost Jalen Monroe, the four-star quarterback that signed with Alabama. So it's funny how these dominoes uh, tend to fall. Uh, Some other just key notes um, about transfers, and this is kind of to caveat what we were just saying, with the Pac-12 and the Big Ten and the implications of them not playing college football this this fall is – we thought that there would be guys jumping ship. We didn't know to what extent. We didn't know what those players looked like. Well, I think we've got our answer, Kenny. It's not the big-time players. It's the guys that need to get more film on them, and they yep. think this is their last season to do that. So guys like UCLA starting tackle Jake Burton, he entered the uh, transfer portal, I believe it was two or three days ago, and he, I think today he just committed to the University to of Baylor. Baylor. Yep. So he's been, I mean, he's been a two-time, I think a two-year starter there. Um. He obviously is not on everybody's draft boards right now, but he thinks this is his last year to do that. So I guess it makes sense for a guy like that that you just haven't heard about too much. Um, Luke, the quet, uh, the Divings of N, he's a three-year starter for the mm-hmm. University of Cal, Cal Berkeley. He's transferred to Boston College, which I'm starting to get a little feel. Boston College has their arrow pointing up, by the way, man. Like, they're recruiting classes. Um, a couple they, got my, they got my boy at quarterback, Phil Yurkovich. He transferred from Notre Dame, man. I love that guy. I'll, I'll have to send you that offline. I'll have to send you that text. I read an awesome article about him in, like, the Notre Dame Digest or whatever their, like, school recruiting newspaper is. Um, I read it, an article about him. He's awesome, man. He's like a legend in Pennsylvania. So I was really excited to see him transfer to Boston College and get gr- and be granted immediate eligibility. I think he's going to do some work there this year. Yeah, which trust me, I'll never like Boston College after Matt Ryan threw a game-winning touchdown against Virginia Tech 15 years ago. I was at that game. But uh, but yeah, Luke Paquette, man, he, he had 101 tackles. He's 6'2", 285, had 10.5 tackles for losses and eight sacks over the last course of the last two years. So pretty good pickup for Boston College. Brendan Schooler, the Schooler brothers, really, Brendan Schooler. And uh, Colin Schooler, so Brandon Schooler, the wide receiver from Oregon, which mm-hmm. he was once once that prospect that he showed a lot of promise, right? Uh, very athletic, and then he got hurt, and then he was more of a special teams guy, a guy. But I think he, I think he thinks he could be an NFL talent player, which has not been proven successful at the University of Oregon. For now sure. Colin Schooler, 
is Arizona is like one of their best defensive players at Arizona. I mean, he was okay. a tackler the last two years. He's fourth all time for tackling for losses at the University of Arizona, wow. which obviously would have broke this, this upcoming year. He's got NFL grades, not high ones probably right now, probably sixth, seventh round grade. But both of these guys uh, entered the transfer portal this past week. So it's just interesting to think, like, these are the type of athletes that are entering the transfer portal. It's not big-time players. It's not the no-name players. And it's not the young guys. It's guys in their fourth, fifth year that think they don't want to play college football next year. Like, this is their year to go to the NFL or that's it. Prospect 101 fans, are you suffering from tight muscles, tough workouts, signs of aging? Simply make it through each busy day. Everyone understands what it feels like to be tense and sore. So everyone can benefit from TheraOne's CBD products. Started by Dr. Jason Wurzlin, TheraBody exists to provide you with the best scientifically validated natural solutions to help smooth your body and relax your mind. It started with revolutionary TheraGun Cusive Therapy device when Dr. Jason saw the benefits of using CBD in his treatments. He treated TheraOne to bring you CBD products done right. A lot of CBD products claim organic, but still contain up to 30% filler, and these fillers are potentially toxic. Yes, toxic. TheraOne tests their products four times before they get to you. Every product is USDA certified organic, grown in the U.S., and their CBD extracts are the highest quality available anywhere. Use TheraOne's warming lotion in your morning routine, the cooling lotion or massage oil to recover, body balm for targeted relief, and sleep uh, tincture to drift into the deep night's sleep. And now, through Labor Day, yes, Monday, September 7th, TheraOne is offering our listeners a buy one, get one free for all TheraOne products, but you've got to go to theragun.com slash bluewire. If you don't love what you get from TheraOne, send it back. Full, font, full refund. Within 30 days of purchase, this is not something that TheraOne is going to do most likely again. Buy one, get one free at theragon.com slash bluewire, but only until Labor Day. Go right now to theragon.com slash bluewire. Sunday, Sunday, Sundays are coming back in the NFL. With NFLSundayTicket.tv, you can stream every live, out-of-market NFL game every Sunday afternoon on your favorite devices. Plus, Red Zone and DirecTV Fantasy Zone channels never miss your favorite teams and favorite players. No matter where you live, NFLSundayTicket.tv is your key to the most glorious Sundays ever. Use promo code BLUEWIRE at checkout to get 15% off your subscription. Visit NFLTicket.tv and use promo code BLUEWIRE. So. Yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting we haven't seen a run on these guys earlier. Like, we're just now kind of starting to see, and I'm assuming that has something to do with classes starting. You know, like I know Wake just started school today. I started school on Monday. There's a lot of – like, colleges are, are back in full swing now with classes. So it's going to be interesting to see how this works out for these guys and and – and what if they're going to be granted immediate eligibility stuff like that? Like it's it's going to be super interesting to see. Well, so all of these guys will be granted immediate eligibility. Has it already been announced? Have they already announced? Yeah, it? they're all grad transfers. Oh, okay, okay, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. So, so there's no nothing with them. Like they're going to play immediately. And it, so these and, aren't underclassmen or anything. No, 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 okay. no. no. Um, at least not from a from an academic standpoint, they're not yes. underclassmen. Okay. Um, gotcha. Even even Virginia Tech, they just signed one of the top FCS corners this past uh, past week, um, and he's ran his immediate eligibility. So, like, I think, obviously, teams are still doing it. Obviously, there's teams with very limited scholarships. 
Um, so they're probably being very selective. And I wouldn't be surprised if a few of these names go back to their original school. I think we've already saw that with uh, oh, it was a Pac-12 school. One of the receivers, the leading receivers, um, entered the transfer portal, and then he just pulled his name out this, this past couple of days ago. But, oh, I know who you're talking about. His name is escaping me right now. But I think we'll see that. I think we'll see that a few more times. This guy's putting their names in, seeing who, you know, just throwing the bait out there and seeing if a team will bite on them and give them an opportunity to excel their career. And if not, they always have the opportunity to come back to their school. Speaking of FCS transfers, you talked about Virginia Tech bringing in a, a top FCS corner. Who, were there any FCS signings this week that caught your eye? Dude, this is a huge one, man. Earl Miller, the defensive tackle from Florida, signed with South Dakota Coyotes. Which South Dakota, that's a good football team. That's a good football team uh, at the FCS ranks. But when you have offers from Virginia Tech, FAU, Boston yeah. College, we just mentioned them, and you've got the size to go with it, 6'3", 260. I mean, this guy had like over 15 scholarship offers. Um, he had 10.5 tackle for losses and 56 tackles last year as a defensive tackle. Now, he can play some defensive end. He's extremely quick on his first step. He brings that tenacity. Like, he just lays people out, man. So it's, it's awesome to watch uh, his huddle film. But it's just more shocking and great sign, great sign from South Dakota Coyotes. This is probably one of the bigger signings in the FCS ranks. I, yeah. I, I kind of tune in at the end of the recruiting classes always, and I always see, like, who the biggest uh, recruits are in the FCS that had – Offers you, you see some big ones, guys that had offers from like SEC schools and they yeah. go to the SCS. And usually, honestly, there's more of the Ivy League schools. Um, yeah. but you always have your occasional North Dakota State, JMU. Um, and then it, I would not be surprised if Earl Miller is on that list for like a top five signing next year. Yeah, yeah, the SC, the, the Ivy League schools make sense because they're 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 so academically elite, you know, they'll attract and they actually play good football, like. Right. Like, dude, because I think people have always said if, if the Ivy League would actually participate in the FCS championships, they would give teams like Jamie and North Dakota State a, a pretty decent run for their money because they have a, a decent amount of talent on there. So I wish they did. I do too, man. I kind of like that they do. They don't because it's kind of old school and they do their own thing, and I kind of dig that. I love watching you know the game, Harvard and Yale and all that stuff. But I also wish that the winner of the Ivy League – it's only one. I'll take one. Just a winner of the Ivy League gets an auto bid to the FCS championship. I think yeah, it's going to the HBCU colleges, man. Like, there's some programs over there. I know, have, dude. So. North Carolina A&T would be awesome to watch. So take the winner of them. Take the winner of uh, the, the Ivy cel- the cel- What is it, the Celebration Bowl? Is that the yeah. – that's the HBCU National Championship, I think. Yeah. So take the winner of those two and then throw them in the quarterfinals or the – Oh, that'd be like awesome, that. man. I mean, that, that would be big-time college football. Heck, yeah, dude. Someone needs to get on that. That needs to be the next move for the FCS. <laughs> that would not? Sick. Like, just change everything up with college football right right now. Like, 2020, we're, we're shaking <laughs> all up, and we're just going to realign conferences. We're going to figure it out. Figure it all out, man. Let's just start from scratch. It's like a Jackson Pollock painting, man. Let's just figure it out. <laughs> oh, goodness. Well, as we start to wrap up here, I just want to give a quick rundown of where we are rankings-wise. So, as always, we're going to give you the – the G5 top five so far. And for this week, it's, it's you know, again, pretty much unchanged from last week. You got Memphis coming in number one for the G5 programs, number 42 overall. Cincinnati, uh, number two of the G5 programs, 45th overall. FAU is third at 52nd overall. App State is fourth at 55th overall. Then UNLV has jumped back into the top five with the 61st overall program out of, in the entire country. It seems – SMU and UNLV can't make can't decide who wants to be fifth because every other week it seems like they're flipping back and forth. <laughs> uh, so it'd be a fun race to watch them 
battle it out and see if any, and, you know, hopefully we'll get to see somebody come in and shake it up. It'd be interesting to see. Uh, Brandon, why don't you fill us in on the top 10 overall? You want me to do this, don't you? You want me to save this live. <laughs> I do. This is, I've been waiting for this. All right. So as of today, as of the recording on August 26, 2020, at approximately 7.51 p.m., 19.51 p.m., or 19.51 military time, uh, Alabama's number one. They squeaked it out by, like, these slimmest of margins, but they are now number one, Ohio State number two, Clemson number three, Oregon jumps up to number four, LSU five, Tennessee is six, uh, Florida is seven, USC is eight, Michigan is at nine, ten is oh, – sorry. Uh, sorry, I say swapped it. Yeah. Uh, ten is Michigan. I think the big note here, which we already mentioned, is one, University of Georgia is now up to number two. Is looming, yeah. And the team that now, I think, based off the Sooner Summit, I think is about to rocket themselves to another planet here shortly, uh, is Oklahoma. They now jumped up to number 14, and I would not be surprised if we're here next week saying uh, that they're a top five recruiting class. I will say one other thing. Alabama, looking at crystal balls right now, they have a few more guys that it looks like they could be committing to Alabama here shortly. It also looks like Tyleek Williams, one of the best defensive tackles in the nation, yeah. might be uh, committing to Ohio State tomorrow. Ooh, so we're going to have a nice battle for the number one spot coming it's up. It's going to be time, like you were saying, with UNLV and, uh, and SMU. I mean, I think this is going to be a fun, a fun uh, time to see who's going to be number one, Alabama or OSU. Because you could argue right now, and we've said it before, they're both now at a, at a, at a rate where they could have the best recruitment class of all time. So is there a chance I, that I feel like I feel like if Alabama finishes first in this recruiting class and ha, and has the best recruiting class like in the history of recruiting classes, I've got to buy you an Alabama shirt or something, <laughs> or buy you like the Nick Saban coaching hat, like the like the <laughs> like the like the fedora bucket hat that he wears while he's out there, straw hat. Uh, yeah, we'll see. With uh, a big, I'll buy you a Coke and a, and a straw Alabama hat. <laughs> yeah no i just I'll stop doing hot takes for a little bit yeah that might have to cool down a little bit but i won't give you too much today we got plenty there's still a long way to go in this recruiting cycle so absolutely so well that does it for recruiting roundup as always we appreciate you listening along you can follow and interact with the show on social media at facebook twitter and instagram at prospects 101 pod we're always posting throughout the week, and you can listen to us on all your favorite podcast platforms. So wherever you're listening to us now, make sure you pound that subscribe button to stay up to date with all of our episodes. Lots of great interviews upcoming, more great content. We've got a Big 12 preview show about to roll out here next week, and then we'll start getting into the season. So good times ahead for college football. Make sure you give us a five-star review as well. We appreciate that, and it helps us spread the word of the program. I'm Kenny for Brandon Pastel. Enjoy your Friday and have a great weekend. Did somebody say playoffs? NBA and NHL are playing for the gold, and our partners at Bet Online have you covered. Get in at all the action, including a new NBA bracket contest with plenty of chances to win. MLB is pushing into the fall, and there's no shortage of ways to bet with hundreds of odds, futures, and props. 
So take advantage of the return of sports. And remember, the casinos never close. Check it out all day and all night. Go to betonline.ag and use promo code BLUEWIRE to receive your welcome bonus. That's betonline.ag, promo code BLUEWIRE. BetOnline, your online sportsbooks experts.